um, my spirit as well. It's Glenn. So um, by this time, I would have gone to Sofa Sands. So basically, the idea of Sofa Sands, it's like a gig that you kind of pay for, but you don't know the location. It's going to be based in your city, and it's normally city centre as well, so it's not too far. And then you go see an artist for um, who you don't know at all. So it's the idea that, like, I guess music, we all have to be kind of open and. Uh, be open-minded and wanting to listen to new things so it kind of forces you to do that so I would have been to that already so um, it was what really was good was my invite? huh? what was my invite? it was ages ago when I booked it I only found out because so the idea is that you get a text message the day before the gig telling you where you're going to go so I only literally remembered the day before the gig <laughs> that I had tickets can I just say actually I actually like being friends with you why? Um, because you're pretty <laughs> tell me something I don't know no, I'm so I'm um, no, um, good genetic pool thank you mother and father yes but um, I like being friends with you because I feel like you pushed me into the life that I was called to live called to live <laughs> It is like we are not meant to live life comfortably. Like, yes, yeah, like you, you got me to go see Booksmart before it even got released at, in the cinemas. Like, yeah, and it was such a, good. The yes, nachos. A, Can we just praise ooh, Jesus hallelujah. for the nachos? Oh, the salsa, the salsa did bang up. No, and it had the little spicy kick. The yes. cheese was, was like, ooh, ooh, the cheese was good. The chili. I would go just for the nachos again. To be fair, yeah, it banged. Uh, and do you know one thing I realized as well? Oh. The dips cost you eighty p. But the whole platter yeah. costs you seven pounds. So bring your own nachos. Just yeah. pay for the dip, three pounds something. You heard it. Oh, also the other thing: you're actually allowed to bring food into the cinemas as long as it's cold. You don't have to. <laughs> I thought I was recording. You were, you were so comfortable, like, bitch. I'm doing my job. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing my part. Like, what? I'm doing my part. Like, what? Why what? are you looking at me? What? <laughs> no, and it wasn't recording, so well done. I was gonna say you wanna fight, but then we've already just distinguished that you don't like fighting. You, you. Oh yeah, I can't fight. I fight with my words. I fight with my fist. Who can you fight? You always chat so much nonsense. Of course. You can't fight. Man's out here, you know. Sense. You yeah. don't look at your face. You don't even agree with the statements that are coming out of your mouth. <laughs> But yeah, hello people. Hey guys, welcome to We Have No Idea. My name is Shiki. My name is Sandini. How are you doing? Um, good. I'm really good. It is another week and it's another episode. And mm-hmm. we're back to our regular reg, reg, regularly scheduled program. Yes. In GCSE. English. I do have a GCSE in it. <laughs> How are you doing, Sans? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Chica just basically went through my IKEA um, dream list and um, took stuff out. Yeah, I was a bank account speaking to her, <laughs> telling her there's tr- some transactions you are making that you cannot afford like mate like I, like i'm out here planning to leave like i just fought for um a lamp pendant pe- pendant yeah was that what it's called pendant yeah, yeah um lampshade i'll call it that because i'm very simple anyway it's like 40 pounds but Bushka. it's like it's like it's like a, we will fight tomorrow um it's like 40 pounds and it's like a wicker basket it's absolutely did beautiful. you hear that wicker basket village girl oh boohoo chic Village girl, okay, country girl, countryside girl. No, I'm just becoming a hipster day by day. Tiny told me yesterday, like I told her, I was like, oh, I just bought like uh, bamboo toothbrushes um, instead of getting like a plastic one. And she just looked at me and she was like, you are becoming more of a hippie day by day. And I was like, 
it is what it is. Like, it, I didn't choose this lifestyle. This lifestyle chose me. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Next time you'll see me with crystals and whatnot. Oh, jeez. Just like reading spirits and all yeah, that jazz. Like, um, just like, guys, can you feel my energy? Already, Such a vibe. Like, I already sleep to like forest sounds, so I think I'm a bit there you're a bit far out yeah. i sleep to podcasts i love a good podcast to fall asleep to do you know boring books to fall asleep to that's actually a podcast <laughs> it actually is a podcast i listened to one of plato's books and i was like within i think 10 minutes of it was gone just knocked out <sighs> i love now that spotify as well installed the sleep oh god time yes. Yes. yes so it's so well because before i had like an app that i downloaded so mm-hmm. i put on um, spotify and i'd do the sleep time of it now you just do it automatically so it's so good yeah but yeah how is how, how are you how are you how are you well how is your soul how is your spirit i didn't do it like mi6 or something like that so. i know i still like to what to i hide. still like to hide just like yeah i got one on you do, do you know what's really 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 bad what the boys and i once went in with the nandos <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a cooked food though that's a cooked food and there was only like 12 people in the whole thing oh, so, no. it was so you just stank out yeah this. yeah we just like they were eating the chicken i was just eating my chips and it was all good fatties yeah um but yeah we're going to talk i, I think that leads us segues very nicely mm. into um broke boys um we're all heading into um summer Mm-hmm. And we all want to be living lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We all want to be bougie. We mm-hmm. all want to be chopping life. Mm-hmm. We all like it's getting hot. It's getting Someone spicy. Someone sponsor me, please. Huh? <laughs> and like there are moves to be made this summer. Yeah. But your bank account cannot afford mm-hmm. or support that sort of lifestyle mm-hmm. you're wanting to live. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have a solution for all you broke boys out there, broke boys, broke girls, broke people. And don't forget, we are part of the Probably broke boy community <laughs> a lot of times. We're the patrons. Yeah, we manage our money well, but there's still time sometimes where we are broke boys mm-hmm. as well. So we've got like a few really good tips for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're kind of some side hustles um, and some like little things that you can just mm-hmm. use yeah. and work towards, yeah. which I think are really cool, especially like we all just want to enjoy life in summer. We all work hard mm-hmm. and just something a little extra mm-hmm. to make ends meet. To do enjoyment. I think I'm aware that some of my... Student friends, when they were in their final year, so they got that um, a little extra something within student finance, and they've utilized that to use to um, travel or to set up their ISA accounts. Fairs, no, mine was literally the opposite because mm-hmm. they say that it's not like a full term, they've reduced mine. Oh, do they? they say it's just rough? Like, I make enough money, like, through summer work, like, God, like thanks for that yeah. um, that like I'm able to support myself but I was just like boy I'm going to be stressed anyway now that you drew some of my money mm-hmm. um, so yes yeah, so I'll definitely be utilising okay, some of these tips nice. as well yeah. as we go along yeah. but um, the other thing is um, what else what did I do my final year in regards to finance last summer I was working mm-hmm. so basically I was working full time that meant actually I could afford to travel and actually do live my best life so yeah. I spend a lot of time in London which thankfully one of my best friends lives in London and within that we're actually able to travel like it's cheaper to travel from London into Europe and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. actually a lot more cheaper in comparison from like when you're traveling from up north um, also utilizing the student accounts students if even your final year or whatever type of thing renew your uni days account for an extra year yeah it still counts and when it still counts that means you still get all of your student discount even though you're a young professional then cool cool yes um so let's just head into our five top tips of just how to 
get paid so you can live the lifestyle you want this summer. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I have is be a student ambassador. Yeah. So um, I guess that's again applied to students. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you've just like recently graduated as well, mm -hmm. so we'll have like open days and like masters open days and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're always kind of looking for students and just generally people to help out and just show people around. Mm -hmm. And um, normally it's not like a lot of hours in the day. It's like five hours or so just to walk people around. Yeah. And it can just make a little nice bit of money just to help like tide you over. Mm -hmm. um, and again, just representing like your university your school at like various um, uh, occasions events. events and stuff yeah. because they're always looking for somebody and like the minute you kind of get your face in there they'll always just send you an email like we've got this sort of work do you want to help out mm -hmm. and because it's casual you can always fill it around your studies and stuff and yeah. just makes um, life that little bit easier and money just a bit easier as well mm -hmm. um, so that's always one thing that I'd say to go towards mm -hmm. um, just to get a bit of extra money mm -hmm. what's the other one um, so the next one is tutoring. Um, so that's one thing that I do. So if you have like a degree that I guess lots of like GCSEs or even like um, st students who are like in secondary and primary school want. So um, most of that tends to be like in math, science and Englishes. Mm -hmm. And that kind of works for me, any sort of degree. So I do accounting and finance. So like maths I'm quite inclined to. But when it comes like to key stage three, like primary school stuff, yeah. you can always kind of do English and sciences yeah. because it's things that you can just like pick up quite easily yeah. um, and work towards. Um, and one thing I'd also like champion for is one that I um, work on is um, working with like foreign students and wanting to learn English. Yeah. Um, so Doda is one that I do, which is basically you teach Chinese students um, age like um, primary school age and they're wanting to learn English. So the idea is that you, it's very like interactive for them. So it's kind of more your personality. So your academic level, they want you to be like working towards degree or have a degree, mm -hmm. but it's nothing that intense when it comes to the actual teaching yeah. side of stuff. And with that, you can make like 25 pounds per hour session yeah. so like if you think about that that's if you do four sessions per week that's 100 pounds per week and it adds up mm -hmm. and if you're like let's say saving towards something like if you're smart with your time mm -hmm. the money can really work for you actually i might do that so that i can actually buy 40 percent of my ikea <laughs> <laughs> your ikea order yeah Pretty much. Yeah. Very nice. Um, but yeah, that's um, another area I would recommend. What about you, Sam? Do you have any top tips? Top tips? Ooh, how, I don't know. Like, see, I feel like the way that I've done my work, it's in regards to it works well because I already have a degree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, also, actually, pre degree, I worked at a call center oh, where cool. basically that's when I was like six, between 16 and 18. And I worked in a call center and also worked in a local retail shop. I'm pretty sure that everybody that sports direct no, i did that was my the literally the worst job i've ever had every job i've had since sports direct has been better that's the only sort of blessing i can Thank get you. from com working at the, when you work at those shops you know it's only up yeah yeah the you only way is literally up. it's like like i would look at my colleagues like in their 40s and this is like the, the lifestyle that they're living and i'm like no, that's not for me. Um, some people just like retail, but that's not for me, mm. you know, type of thing. And then when I was doing my undergrad, because I'm a nurse, I did. I worked as a healthcare assistant. That okay. meant that I, I improved on my clinical experience and actually my clinical understanding of certain situations. So, for example, moving and handling, I worked as a healthcare assistant at a new rehab mm -hmm. um, center, which is like one of the top in Europe. With, cool. but it's just like local to. So us. what is that? So basically, it's people who have head injuries either through accidents. Some people who have um, multi-neuron diseases okay. um, some people who 
I don't know. Like, just it's, it's very diverse. Yeah. So, the place where I worked on because it was a new rehab, that meant that they had feet, they, they, it's a rehab center mm-hmm. that focuses on brain injury, basically. Yeah. And um, the patients that would have it's um, people who, well, they've had an accident, they're just being rehabilitated, either psychologically, physically, you know, type of thing. And were there, as the healthcare assistant, it's making sure that they attend their rehab sessions on time mm-hmm. at the right place and actually sticking to the timetable. Sometimes patients, because you're going through rehab it's going to be hard and it's challenging having to learn to walk again because the people who would walk in in a bed because of how impaired they were and walk out like literally physically walk out of the unit because they're that well because That's they've amazing. got to that point and as healthcare assistants as the nursing team our role was basically ensuring that they get there on time and stuff like that and actually encouraging them and actually um continue saying oh you're doing great you yeah know, like um placing emphasis on their development and and stuff like that which was um quite beautiful to watch and it taught me a lot of things in regards like my communication skill as an undergrad because i came from school into nursing Mm -hmm. i didn't work in healthcare prior to that but i used those two years which taught me in regards to healthcare culture that don't get involved in the world politics because it's got nothing to do with you don't talk negatively about your colleagues behind your back because you really can't trust anybody um that's oh is it dog eat dog what sort of things happened if as well as much as you can tell like if there's situations where people just talk about each other and i'm like that's unnecessary like people always have something to say right they have their two cents to add. yeah they, they always have their two cents to add and personally um that's not how i roll i just generally don't like talking about people i like talking about myself or if i'm gonna talk about you it's it, about, you'll be there you'll be there or i will tell you after and be like oh yeah, i was talking about so and so about the conversation that you and i had like you always find out about if i've mentioned you in a conversation type of thing. yes and um i like to be upfront and honest like that so you know like learning those kind of things to navigate from a young age prior to having like a full-time role yeah. a role that actually i had clinical responsibility that my pin was involved in so when it came to moving on to my actual role as a nurse yeah I knew how to navigate ward culture. Nice. I knew how to navigate NHS culture. I knew how to navigate um, politics because there's a lot of politics that do happen within mm. that. And also, I knew in regards of like my clinical skills, like a patient can shout at me and do whatever they want, and I'm like, "Are you done?" They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, okay, cool. Do you want your food? Okay, cool. There you go. Yeah. Thing. And um, even moving and handling, like today we have a patient. We don't normally have patients who are physically impaired who require so much moving and handling today we have a guy like that and today was one of the first days where i've actually had to do that in a very long time and mm. i still remember each and everything that i need to do oh, that's like good. even like one of my colleagues was like actually that's that sling is not the right way around you need to do this 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 like teaching hands stuff like mm. that and this is something that's that this is something that's worked there for ages and i was like i don't like this because of this 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 because working in a new rehab where they specialize in moving and handling making sure that somebody when you're moving somebody you're doing it in such a safe way where you don't cause more damage mm. That has helped me be so careful and so delicate when moving on to my current role yeah. at the moment. So yeah, sorry, I just went on to like. Right. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to work, like I feel as though we've all worked like jobs just to make money. Yeah. Like, especially with me, I've always my 
I guess specialism has always been like youth work. So yeah. um, the majority of my work has always been like summer schools and activity centers and stuff like that, because I just generally enjoy working for young people. Mm -hmm. And as well, it's a summer also when I'm at university and I'm at school, I don't have to even bother thinking about work. Mm -hmm. um, so my question to you um, on that same idea and that I'll answer as well is like, what's the worst job you've ever had? Or like the bit of your, okay, so tell me a story. What was like the worst bit of <gasps> So the call centre was a telemarketing um, phone centre where literally my job was to call people and ask them to conduct a survey okay. right over the phone and literally I could, I think I, caught, I worked there for like three weeks and I only managed to get one person to do a survey with me. They were paying me so that I can get hung up on. Like people will hang up on me because people hate being called like for, for telemarketing purposes yeah. and thank god for gdpr and all those men they are still calling me because they still have my number somewhere gdpr does not allow you to do that so please take many more fillers um but did I you just get shared there for not like reaching your targets mm, or like, did you have targets and things like that like we had targets i never met my target and i just remember one day walking in because my shift was starting from like four to eight yeah and um i just remember walking in like everybody was walking in i just remember being pulled to the side and i got brought into the office and they're like since then you've never met one of your targets in any shift we have to let you go oh you got fired yeah i got fired <laughs> um and, and i was like oh okay i called my mom i was like mom i got fired she was like oh thank god i was like thank god i really hated that job oh god i really hated that i was doing it for the money yeah i really genuinely passionately hated it and not passionately but like i really hated you were it. over it I, I was so over it and um fortunately i still had like at that time i was working i was still working at primark uh, okay. uh yeah so i'll work at primark my saturday shift and then over because it was the summer after i finished my no, it was after I finished my A levels, I think. Mm. Yeah, and it was that summer from A levels into sixth form. I mean, from A levels from A levels into sixth form. Wow, damn, long day. From A levels into university, um, but that many I was able to save up to, um, which helped me find my uni wardrobe. Yeah, uni wardrobe. My uni wardrobe. Many looks. Yeah, it was just hatching them skinny jeans oh, before I cancelled them out of my life. Fair enough. I think with me, my worst ever job, I think it was Sports Direct. Mm -hmm. um, so the way Sports Direct is, they have just as few staff mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and where I worked, um, the roof, it was just like a metal sheeting. Yeah. There was no sort of insulation, there was nothing. So when it was hot, it was hot. When it was cold, right. it was cold. Yeah. And um, I was the only person working in the women's wear shoe. So they'd also have kids and you had to be a specialist on anything. Yeah. So. Um, and the issues with, they just told you, sell the shoe. Mm -hmm. Sell the shoe and sell as many insoles and extra like whistles yeah. and bells as you can to go with the shoe. Mm -hmm. So I'd have people who'd come in and they'd be like proper runners and stuff. And I'd have to recommend a shoe and I was like, yeah, this is good. It's like, yeah, I need like support in this area. I was like, yeah, yeah. De I was lying through the back of my teeth. Like, if you, first of all, if you come into sports direct, you're not a serious athlete. I don't no, care. No, I really don't care. You no, just want cheap. Not, not, you just want cheap. And not. respect that you're going to be lied to because mm. you're wanting something that cheap. Nobody there is paid enough to know what they're talking about. Yeah. I didn't even get minimum wage. I got four pounds something. Because wow, I was um, I was still in sixth form, so I was under 18. Damn. It was four pounds something. I only worked Saturday work. I worked out that after, because my mum and dad me, used to make me get the bus. Once mm -hmm. it started to get late at night, they'd come pick me up, but I was getting the bus there. Um, I worked there for like three months, because I quit. I hated it that much. Um, 
and I gave like an excuse of like, oh, it's affecting my education or something, but I hated yeah. it. Um, and it was like an eight hour shift. And after like my McDonald's lunch and the bus fare, yeah. I was only making 30 pounds a day. <laughs> Wait, 30 pounds? Yeah. Oh, you were making more money than me. I was making yeah, no. 20 pounds. No, but no, it was like a Saturday job. And oh, and yeah, I okay. just And even when when it came to pay, it just all went. Because do you know what? Money's not even that much. Yeah. And, and these, actually, I didn't have bills either. So actually, it was quite a lot. Can, can, I ask, you up? can I ask how I managed to survive on 80 pounds a month? No, but we didn't have bills, did we? No. Like, we didn't have our food heating lights we didn't have insurance we didn't have cars we didn't have mobile phones yeah that's true see but then i started paying for my mobile phone when i was like 17. were you on contract yeah oh okay fair my dad still pays mine my dad will they like to have a little bit of control They're like chiku if we if you keep doing that i'll cut you off so they like to have that little bit of power so my mum and dad choose to pay for certain things just so they can have authority over me my parents have no financial responsibility over me too that's nice no but then I'm like 24 so. That's fair enough. And you've got like big boy money coming in there. Well, as well. just the same. Um. <laughs> but yeah, they just like that little bit of like knowing that they're still part of my life. Like, just like, see, here's the thing though. Like I was having a financial discussion with my dad. Yeah. And I was talking to him about um, how instead of saving, because my mom has taught me save, save, save. Yeah. And actually I was talking to him. I was like, actually sort of saving, I invest. Invest, invest, invest. I invest, 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 invest. Because I'm like, my money's just going to, like, it's just, just sitting in a bank, bank account, account. Yeah. for somebody to take For the use. bank to be investing. Yeah, to be investing. And I'm like, uh, no. Um, and I was talking to him about it. And I was like, yeah, I invest. And he was like, actually, so for me, I invest corporate, like through companies and stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah that type of thing. We'll go into it some other time. But I um, says shares all that. Yeah, I says and all that kind of stuff. Whereas he dad invests in people, like in local businesses and things like that. And I was like, that's a bit of a risky one. But I don't trust. I don't trust relatives with money. I feel like no, 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 not relatives. I don't know who it is. Well, actually, I can't say not relative because I really don't know who it is. But like his investment strategy is completely different from mine. Yeah. Which is a bit like okay. And I guess it takes. Like when you're investing in stocks and shares, of course you have like media and you have yeah. um, more readily available information. So when you are investing in, let's say this company, you know how well they're doing when it comes to um, financial statements and like mm-hmm. profits that they're like projected to earn. Mm-hmm. But whilst you're investing in people, you're kind of taking them more mm-hmm. on their word. Yeah. So I guess that's where it kind of takes the individual knowledge and expertise mm-hmm. that is like me in the uk you yeah. we can't invest in people in africa because we don't know you like that yeah because at the end of the day right now my financial situation like i'm investing so that i can actually get rich does that make sense and man um, it's not because some people are fortunate enough to be investing from wealth where they actually <laughs> already have that money they amen just, i receive they just, it yeah they just want to do something good for the community want to do something good for somebody else which is a beautiful it. thing and i pray that i get to that point in my life however i'm not there Therefore, I'll be investing in whatever Wall Street is investing in these days. Yeah. I'll be investing in Apple, in Netflix, wherever is out there. Because guess what? Those are the companies who are actually genuinely making money, which are genuinely making profit yeah. at this moment in time. Whereas um, Olu in Nigeria, that's completely different. We don't know. He, he can be making money. I don't know his margins of return. Yes. And I pray that one day I am fortunate enough to invest in many Olus. <laughs> Oliver. Oliver Jack. 
Oluwaji. Oluwaji. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we were a bit sidetracked. So um, number four. Mm-hmm. So one big thing now, we live in an interconnected um, society. So virtual assistance is a very big thing. And it's one of those things that feels like you kind of have to build up as a skill. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, lots of people want somebody just to kind of do their timetable, do their PA, but they can't, they don't want to kind of employ somebody because then you have to take into consideration yeah. kind of like sick leave, mm-hmm. um, paternity leave, maternity leave. Mm-hmm. You have to do all the extra stuff when people just want someone to do the job, full stop. So being a virtual assistant is like a really good way just to make a bit of extra money on the side. All you really need is like a laptop yeah. and like a phone number or even like a Skype so you can communicate with the person. Mm-hmm. and. Um, you basically kind of get the freedom of working wherever you want, but you can set your own hours and kind of create those conditions with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, this one takes a bit more time to like nurture and stuff because you have to show, for example, you have like an English level to a certain point or math yeah. level, depending on the sort of work that they want you to complete. But again, it's quite like an easy one to get into and the minute you kind of get invested into it, you can create like a little side hustle from it. So it's That's like great. a very interesting one to get into as well, like yeah. if you have the time. Yeah. So I'd say definitely give it a go. Like especially during the summer, I think it's a perfect time to be trying and trying things out. Yeah. That way, um, you know, you get to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And it's a summer, you don't have uni, you don't have, you know, like school and all that kind of stuff. Um, for some of us who are going back into employment, pray. We need the virtual assistance. <laughs> to help you out. Yeah, to help you to help us out. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think as like a society we're all kind of starting to dislike the nine to five. Oh, gosh, this yeah. idea that we're all going to just work thirty years, we'll retire, then we'll die. Mm-hmm. Um I think people are like less leaning towards that because it's just so restrictive and so um, soul destroying with the idea that even when you finish work you're not going to be in a financial position where you'll be happy yeah. and you'll be able to enjoy life yeah. and even physically by the time you get to the point that you can retire like is your body still up to it yeah to the point that you can do stuff so I think maybe combining a few of these side hustles could get to the point where you can then replace the full time job that gig that you've got going on mm-hmm. and then it allows you to have more freedom of like just getting up whenever you want or being in control of just certain things that you don't have when you're doing the standard nine to five. Yeah, I think people are more attracted to the creative lifestyle. Yeah. Where actually, but then the creative lifestyle doesn't bring that consistency that the nine to five does. Literally. Like that's the downside of that. Da- uh, downside of it. So yeah. Yeah, it just depends what you want. So I feel as though as like a society, we should just start being more open to exploring and different type of ventures. And like when it comes to our like, I guess, financial goals, we'll discuss that like in a later episode with you guys. So you kind of know where we are and I guess keep us accountable Yeah, to um, the dreams that we have going on. And we'd love to hear what your guys' financial dreams are and how like you plan to achieve it. Because like we can all say that we have goals and dreams, but if we're not working towards them, they'll just be goals and dreams. Yeah, like it's just parent that's pen and paper yeah um so last and final thing our black excellency um i think i have one so i would like to say that my black excellency of the week is dina simone for just being an absolute badass and being unapologetically and authentically herself always i was about to stop saying it last but never mind at last that's said to james um <laughs> Don't confuse your black people, Sanzani. <laughs> oh, we have a friend. 
right? He knows who he is. Oh my god! And we all went out on Saturday, right? And literally, like, we're sitting there, and he was like, I was sitting next to Chiku's significant other because he and I were just catching up and stuff, right? And then he just turned around and he was like, "Ooh, Chiku, uh huh, let's go." And I just looked at him. I was like, "Excuse me." And then um, Chiku's significant other, he just kicked off. He was like, all the black women, I'm offended on behalf of all the black women. Like, you, that's disgraceful. Blah, 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 blah. We shamed him so much. And he, 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 I feel like he ended up feeling a little bit guilty while oh. we're just like winding him up. I'm like, we don't look alike. And then, um, what was it? Like, even, do you know what's really, really bad? What? When, um, whenever I turn up to like events and things by myself without Chiku, People ask me where she is, as if like she's my. I, I'm, I'm your like, keeper. Keep, I'm like, excuse me. I'm not a keeper. I'm like, since when? I'm not like, her maid. Like no, like, like, like. We what? are individuals. We are individuals. I have no idea sometimes what she's doing because guess what? She's got her own life. I am probably sleeping, <laughs> and I didn't want to attend your function. I apologize, but you did not make the cut. No, that, that, that's absolutely fine, but I'm not your keeper. Literally, but, and vice versa. Yes, um, that's a piercing. Actually, no offense, they don't ask about you. Huh? Do they ask about you? Do they do they ask no actually do they ask you about me? No. See? See? It's just I'm wanted. Hot property. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm if, sleeping. If if looks could kill the one that I'm giving Chico right now, she would have de- demised. You love me really. I do, but then maybe people think that you're not responsible enough to actually keep me because they understand that I'm such a fierce independent woman that I cannot be kept by by anybody except God. Uh-huh. Well done. You stuttered, but well done. Yes, yes. I, uh, like, I, 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 I'm a strong I, independent I, I woman in I Christ. Didn't, I didn't say you were. I just said you stuttered. But it's fine. So to close, guys, um, let's pray out. Is there any prayer requests we have? Your speech impediment? Actually, yeah. No, it's not any. Just I need to like. I need to focus more. Your on grasp my of the English language. <laughs> I got mean, just sometimes you just get a line of stuff and it's like I've H O check. And it just doesn't come out. No, the thing is, like, I feel like I know I I write so many big words that when it comes to articulating it, I get so self. Your mouth. No, no, no. I get so self-conscious about mispronouncing it that it just. Like it just happens. It just happens because I'm so focused on making sure that my pronunciation is correct Mm -hmm. and that my accent actually sounds. It doesn't sound like it sounds correct. Yeah, it doesn't sound like some weird type of thing. So I get so engrossed or within my it's so engrossed in my head about it that actually when it comes to vocalizing it and verbalizing it, Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a sticky one. Yeah, I get me. The struggle is real, man. We'll pay for. It we shall pray for our, the grasp second, of our English language. It's my second language. First, um, I'll pray us out then. Mm-hmm. Um, God, we come to you now. God, we thank you for every single person that's listening to this podcast. We pray that they've enjoyed and learned something and they've picked up a skill. We rich. pray that they are rich in the name of Jesus, Hello. that their hustle will thrive Amen. and that their business will boom. Um, and we just thank you for the gifts and talents that you've blessed us all individually with and that Thanks we can God. use that financial incentive to help others help other people around us mm-hmm. provide them with resource provide them with opportunity god mm-hmm. because that's what we intend to do is to give opportunities for people to thrive and to be the best version of themselves mm-hmm. and just to be who you created mm-hmm. them to be god in jesus name we thank you all for listening amen amen Lord. love you all guys love you see you later grace and peace